the liturgical sense of the readings at Mass. The first reading at the Divine Symphony today for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time from Malachi chapter 3 verses 19 through 28 is better contextualized if we begin at verse 13 where we read about the Lord critiquing his people's disappointment. They are disappointed in living this life, treating it as a funeral, because there does not seem to be an immediate gain in this life by serving God and obeying his laws. It is frustrating to them that they see the arrogant blessed. And not only do evildoers prosper, but even when testing God, they escape. The Lord then assured his people that he does keep in his memory those who fear him and esteem his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, my own special possession on the day when I take action, and I will have compassion on them as a man has compassion on his son who serves him. In today's reading, God reminds his people that while the evildoers may seem to lead a comfortable life today, there is a day coming blazing like an oven when all the arrogant and all evildoers will stumble and the day that is coming will set them on fire leaving them neither root nor branch then he says but you who fear my name the son of justice will arise with healing on his wings and you will go out leaping like calves from a stall. Is that not a wonderful image of the Holy Mass? Christ, the Son of Justice arising on the third day with healing on his wings. Wings, an image of Christ Jesus' arms spread out on the cross. As for the leaping like calves from a stall, if we truly believe the power in healing we receive through the liturgy, and most especially through consuming the Holy Eucharist, we would be excited to be dismissed from the Mass. Not because it took so long, or because we have something better to do today, but rather because we cannot wait to break back into the world and to share with it what we have received through the liturgy. The second reading from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 9-12 through 12 shows a different way how Christians ought not to approach life in this world. While some of the people of the prophet Malachi's time had to be reminded why they ought to persevere in the faith because the day of the Lord would come, some in the church at Thessalonica had fallen into the sin of presumption, thinking that the coming of the day of the Lord was very near. This idea of the near approach of the parousia may have been part of the false teaching that the church at Thessalonica had received from those who they thought were associated with the apostolic church. In response, the apostle Paul reminds the people of the example of work and industry that the fathers of their church set for them, and he then commands them in the name of Jesus Christ to imitate them in this way and to keep away from any brother who is living in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you have received from us. 
verse 6. Paul sounds so completely judgmental, does he not? He was essentially saying, there are some bad people living among you who call themselves Christians. They are not Christians because they do not follow our tradition. Moreover, they are lazy bums who don't mind their own business. I command you, in the name of Jesus Christ, to stay away from them so that they do not infect you. This teaching on not following the ways of evil doers is a teaching found in every book of the Bible, but is also a teaching that is lost on the church today. A church that only wants to appease the world, appease sinners, so that they will like us and not think that we are judging them. Yet, setting God's peculiar people apart from the world is precisely what the church is doing through the liturgy. To this particular sacred space, for every day of the year, except on Good Fridays, the church calls her children to retreat into the care, mercy, and healing of Christ Jesus, who intends to fill us up with everything that the Father has given him, so that we might be like him in the world to which we will re-engage through the liturgy our mere humanity receives its share in the divinity of christ so that we might share his divinity in a world that desperately needs to know him while jesus was still teaching in the temple area he heard some people speaking about how beautiful the temple was how was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings? Cites the text from the gospel reading today from Luke chapter 21 verses 5 through 19. To us Jesus, the consummate party pooper officiously interjects all that you see here. The days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Anxious as people are, to know when the end is coming, asked, Teacher, when will this happen? Jesus then went on to tell them that it will not be coming when you hear people claiming to be him and announcing the last days. It will not be immediately the end when you hear of wars and insurrections. Jesus then described such things as global wars, earthquakes, famines, plagues, and awesome sights and mighty signs from the sky as indicators when the end is nigh. Yet, seemingly to dismiss altogether the question of when is it coming, as if <laughs> that is not what actually matters, Jesus turns to explain what does matter. What matters is what the prophet Malachi taught, persevering in fear of the Lord, and what the apostle Paul explained, avoid evil doers and follow the tradition these things are essential to our faith because long before those signs of the end being near comes those who follow christ jesus will be hated because of his name we will be seized upon and persecuted and handed over to the religious establishment and to prisons we will be handed over by those closest to us and some of us will be put to death Yet, just says as well as promised Malachi, that those who fear the Lord will rise, 
so too does Jesus promise. Not a hair on your head will be destroyed by your perseverance. You will secure your lives. Persevering in our baptismal calling to love and serve the Lord is challenging, especially so in a world that is becoming more and more hostile to Christianity and in a church that is becoming more and more hostile to those who remain rigid in following the tradition handed down by the apostles. Yet, it is the liturgy that keeps demanding of us to stay the course, keep coming to the Lord's sacred space, keep processing towards Calvary, keep confessing Christ crucified, keep praying in the name of Jesus, keep the scriptures in your head, on your tongues, and in your hearts, Keep offering the work of human hands. Keep lifting up your hearts. Keep your eyes on the cross. Keep in communion with our Lord and his people. And keep being a Eucharistic people in the world. This is just one way how the readings at Mass this Sunday connect to the liturgy. And how the liturgy is forming us how to live our lives in the world. Be in the world which you have received through the liturgy. I am David L. Gray. Visit me online at davidlgray.info for more content and context about the liturgical sense of the scriptures.